Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome to the Blooming Voices Podcast. I'm Jordan Dreher. And I'm Dahlia Ramahi. We're so excited to have you with us for another episode. Yes. Today we're going to talk about something that I continue to do on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I hope to quit it. And I mean, I'm not that bad, but self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. I think we all do it from time to time. So I'm talking about procrastination for the most part. Like what, what, what comes to mind when you think of self-sabotage? So there's different kinds of self-sabotage. For me personally, it is a little bit of procrastination. Um, and I know that, you know, speaking with friends and family, some of them have different ones, like uh, being self-critical, mm-hmm. you know, not taking care of yourself, self-care, not being able to adapt, change. And a big one, one of my friends has especially, is perfectionism. Yeah, yeah. Apparently perfectionism leads to procrastination because, well, if I can't do it right or perfect, then I'm just not going to do it and that kind yeah. of thing. So um, so today, self-sabotage, however it manifests for you, we hope that this conversation will support you in some way because, I mean, we all go through it. It's, it's just part of human nature. I'm going to share what I'm thinking of for me specifically in this moment. I need to get back to voiceover marketing. I've complained about this in the past episodes. And it's so funny, like on days when I have all this time, I end up cleaning the house or, I don't know, doing other work for people, like the transcription work that I do for some court reporting company. And yeah, these things have due dates too. Well, the cleaning doesn't. But it's like, why don't I just do it? Why, Why don't I just carve out an hour or 30 minutes, even just 30 minutes? And just do it. I don't know why. I keep, it's like, do I want my voiceover career not to go anywhere and <laughs> to fail? I, I, I keep doing these other things that are in a way positive, like cleaning, but also they're getting in the way. Um, I totally hear you because I tend to be in that same boat. Uh-huh. My self-sabotage manifests as procrastination as well. Whenever I want to do my marketing, something, so, you know, because there's, just because you're efficient at doing something doesn't mean you're productive. Mm. And sometimes when we self-sabotage, like you you just said, yeah, cleaning the house is efficient. It's great. Yeah. It's something good. But it's not productive towards advancing your business. Yeah. Right? So for me, whenever I go to market, I'm like, oh, um, but I think I should get some kind of part-time job or also look for work while I'm marketing because... I need money coming in now or whatever the case may be, uh-huh. you know? And so I'll start going down those rabbit holes. But I'm like, why am I not building my client base? Because that will make me money too. Just, I know. You like, know what I'm saying? I'm spend- <laughs> I've, been, I've been applying to like 20 jobs in the last two weeks because I'm trying to get out of working at Coldstone. And it's like I could be marketing during all this whole time, something that's going to mm-hmm. actually bring me real money and advance the thing yeah. that I want to do. It's so crazy to me because I, I like to look for evidence of the life that I desire, right? And so I see my colleagues, my friends succeeding in voiceover. Mm -hmm. They're marketing. They are booking work. They're booking work with their own effort by marketing and sending out emails so I know it works. Mm -hmm. But some switch goes off in my brain 
and I start getting distracted with all these other things that I need to do just like you. Yeah. Now, you might not be a procrastinator if you're listening to this. Maybe your self-sabotage looks like um, trying to do things perfectly. Like unless your email sounds perfect or whatever, it won't get sent out. So, Or maybe you just keep criticizing yourself. or um, Yeah, like I could or, imagine someone writing and rewriting and rewriting the email. Yeah, until that's it, a form of self-sabotage. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this word, I don't like that word. Which one? It, or no, just, just, oh, just, oh like, you mean like with your yeah, like be like, well, that, whatever, that's yeah. not that's not grabbing enough. What's yeah. better than that? Exactly. Let me go find some other synonyms. Pull out the thesaurus or whatever it is. And um, you know what I've come to realize is that for me personally, why I had to keep asking myself, why do I do this? Because I realized I was doing it. And um, there are different reasons. You could Google it and you'll find a whole mm-hmm. bunch of information out there on the web. Self-doubt. At the end of the day, for me, it's driven by self-doubt. Sometimes I have this feeling that I'm not good enough as a voice actor. Mm. Or I'm just not measuring up in some fictitious um, standard that I put in my own head. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so instead of getting in there and doing the thing, I'll distract myself. Because as long as I'm avoiding it, I don't have to think about, well, my self-doubt, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if if that's uh, something similar to what you have. Why do you think you procrastinate? Whenever I ask myself, why am I not working right now? I'll be like, well, I don't want to look at the computer and I don't want to. But then I go play a game. So it's still screens or mm-hmm. uh, or I'm, I go back to job searching. So that's not the answer. And I'll just be like, because I don't want to, because it's hard, because mm-hmm. maybe because there's a lack of, I don't know, instant gratification. Like you send a marketing email and you're lucky when people will be like, OK, we'll keep your demo in mind. Like that's a win. But you might not exactly. hear from the, those people for three years or something because that's happened before, too. And that happens all the time when they finally or have a job for you. if you use an email tracking system, you'll see that they opened it and they did nothing with it. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. So they don't care. <laughs> I really like as at the base, maybe it does come from a fear of success or something. But a lot of times I just uh-huh. chalk it down to I'm bored. I don't want to. I, I, I'm lazy. But see, even bored and lazy, those are excuses. Those are, that doesn't get to I know, to it's the, not a reason. Why are you bored? Why are you lazy? So that right there, what you just said, is the key to changing self-sabotage. Because when you start to question, when you, you just even said it, I know that's not the answer. Mm-hmm. But what do you do when you acknowledge that? Do you just keep doing that distracting activity or do you try to dig deeper and figure out why? I think for me, it's just going to take deadlines or maybe because I can't see, I just don't see it as important enough right now because everything else, the transcriptions I do for other people, they have deadlines and I'm doing them for other people or like this Mm -hmm. podcast when it comes to doing something, I'm like, I must wake up so I can record an episode or like I need to get this, the the transcripts I write for this podcast done because I'm doing it for you. Not just me. Because other people are relying on you for it. Yeah. And so when it comes to marketing, it's it's only me. It's like, uh. Well, it's not as important. And I think we've talked about this before, too. And like my therapist was like, think about your future kids or or something like that. Do it for them so that like I'm making money and I'll have this nest egg built up for them to go to college, something like that. And so I I just need to change the thinking and I need to carve out the time. Okay, from eight to nine, I always do marketing or something like that. 
And, you know, you don't even have to be so rigid with that because if you're not there yet, sometimes that rigidity will cause you to procrastinate even more. That, or that, that is you what further. works best for me, though, I've found is when I have a deadline, like working towards my bat mitzvah was like that. It's like August 14th. And for two months, I knew I have to have the Hebrew learned by this time. And concerts. So many concerts in my like, I guess I'm just used to that from middle school through university. Like the concert is December 10th. Like, I got to have the part memorized and whatever, like not memorized, but like the music. Okay, so if deadlines work for you, give that a shot and see how it is. I know. So what uh, um, I know it's so easy to say, but I found what works for me is to pretend there's another version of me outside of me Hmm. and that that person is relying on me for this thing because I am a great employee. Mm-hmm. But when I started becoming my own business owner, I was a horrible business owner. You know, I was able to do the work of 10 people back in my former corporate life. No joke, literally 10 people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never had any delays in my work. And I worked really hard day in, day out for very long periods of time, even on the weekend. Why was I able to do all that? Because it was for other people's sake. So now when I look at my business, I look at it as there's another version of me and this person is relying on me to do it. And that person is my future self. You know what I mean? Good, yeah. So um, if that tip helps you, try it out and see if it works. Different things work for different people. For me, visualization, I'm a very big, like a visual person. So if I can see that version of myself being successful or whatever, and she's relying on me to get it done then that gets my butt in the chair to send out those marketing emails. That is that is a good one. I, uh, but I'll, for me, all I can think is, well, it's still just me and I'm not, you know, like so, it, it goes yes, back to and like, that's I'm why not you important. get to dig deeper into and, yourself. Exactly. Or like, I, I think that maybe because there are accountability groups and I've been in them, but I guess I've never made them work the way that I feel like they need to work. And so I, I need to find a person probably just to be like, Jordan, did you do 10 emails? this week and then I can tell them yes I did otherwise if I come to the meeting and they're like did you do them and I'm like no then you know I'm part of an accountability group and it helps but it only works as long as you're willing to work Mm -hmm. and you know if you need to rely on an accountability buddy I would also invite you to look at why it is you can't rely on yourself I mean accountability buddies I am they are excellent and I find mine so beneficial Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. But it only works if you're willing to do the work that's required. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So you might be I'm not talking about you specifically. I mean, someone might be so gung ho about it. You know, I think about all the diets I've done in the past. I can't tell you how many times I've self-sabotaged my weight loss efforts. Oh, yeah, because I, I was like, let's, I want to talk about self-sabotage in other contexts like relationships. Yeah, so, go, so go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So like, for example, I've struggled with my weight my whole life ever since puberty, okay? Mm. And I've tried every program under the sun. It's always led into self-sabotage. Have I lost the weight? Yeah, but you bet I gained it all back. I've even had accountability buddies. My own twin sister has been my accountability buddy. I've had strangers and coaches and whatever it is, you know what I mean? Uh And that goes great for a while. But the minute I fall into some sort of pattern, it's like the switch goes off and I start reverting back into old behaviors. So at some point... Not that even long ago, a few years ago, I got so tired of this cycle and I started asking myself, why do I keep doing this to myself? I'm so sick of it. I just, I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. I want to 
lose this excess weight once and for all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's when I started reading and understanding about self-sabotage. And for me, what I found was that I self-sabotaged because I didn't really like myself. I had this deep insecurity. And, you know, like I told you, self-doubt about, uh, for example, in the work, like with my, me as a voice actor, sometimes that self-doubt creeps in. I just didn't deserve, I felt like I didn't deserve to put myself first, to yeah. be healthy, to feel good. Like I should just keep hiding away. And that, you know, is the result of years of negative thinking and negative self-talk and it mm -hmm. just compounds. So, but starting to ask myself those questions helped me start to scratch deeper and be at peace, find my peace with it. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and to change that behavior. How did you make yourself feel that you deserved? Like, what did you do? So um, it started with, um, coincidentally, finding someone who happened to be a life coach. And we started talking. And I started realizing that there's some things as... Um, my very first experience was I went to a psychologist because I'm like, is something wrong with my brain? Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. So I'm like, is something wrong with me? Am I broken? Because I keep falling in these same patterns and sabotaging myself. And she, she assured me, she's like, uh, she was a behavioral psychologist. She did cognitive behavioral psychology. That's what it's called. Okay. Uh -huh. And she told me that there is, uh, we are programmed to think in the negative. From when you're a child, you're always told in the negative. I think I mentioned this before. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, right? So she's like, how many times have you said yes to yourself? How many times have you um, have people said yes to you? She's like, you don't count them because you're so focused on the no's. And so your brain starts processing that way. And so that's how self-sabotage uh, works its way into your daily life because you're constantly thinking in that negative. And I'm not saying you're a pessimist or, or, or it's a bad thing. Most of us are programmed in our society to think in the negative, mm -hmm. what we can't do, what we shouldn't do, what we're not allowed to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so that we can conform. And this is just another manifestation of it. So she told me, Talk positively to yourself. And I felt so stupid. I'm like, oh, my God, this is I'm like. Uh, so she's like, for example, when you walk around and you eat a piece of cake, for uh -huh. example, and she's like, tell yourself, I eat healthy as I'm binging on this chocolate cake. I'm telling myself, wow, I eat so healthy. Oh, my God, this is so good. Look at my body. Just so healthy. And I'm like, this is so dumb because I'm not believing it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm, my mind, my, my eyes clearly see I'm eating chocolate uh -huh. cake. I can't convince my brain that I'm healthy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm engaging in, a, in an unhealthy food or you know what I mean? So, but I understood it. I did it enough. It's And then my friends started calling me, you're delusional. And I'm like, no, oh. I'm not delusional. I'm reprogramming my mind. I'm doing an exercise. Leave me alone. Exactly. But you know what? I stuck with it. I stuck with it day and night. And as stupid as I felt those first um, several weeks, I think maybe it was like a couple of months, I kept with it until my brain finally started looking at everything in a more positive light. And I swear to God, you guys, it works. Now, I'm not saying to go indulge in every bad habit and tell yourself it's a good habit. That's not what I'm getting yeah. at. What I'm trying to say is that, for example, stop focusing on the negative things and start looking like, okay, I had a piece of, so that's what it, what, that's what it evolved to eventually. Like, okay, I had a piece of chocolate cake, but you know what? I'm so grateful that my body is healthy, strong, it's going to digest it, and my next move is going to be a better one for me. 
And that's how I started letting it go and stop torturing myself and stop self-sabotaging. Ta-da! Yay. Wow. Okay. So it sounds so simple. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It's, yeah. What I'm saying, it takes commitment to yourself. So that's why, like when you said you don't put yourself first, you have to want to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Or every change is going to be temporary. Yeah, or thinking about, because I wanted to talk quickly on, as far as like dating, like, because there, yeah, there are times when ahead. I self-sabotage there. Or if a guy starts getting interested in me, first, first it's like, okay, cool, I won his interest, yay. And then at some point, I'm like, well, th- that game's already over. I'm already bored. And but like, the, it's also too. I feel don't like me. I don't want you to like me. And wait, you say like you, you're in your mind. You're yeah, in my mind, in my like mind, I, in <laughs> okay, my mind, yeah. I'm like, okay, you can stop talking to me now. Don't like me. And so like, this is a mm. form of self sabotage, I guess, because I don't want, I don't want the possibility of him yelling what is it do you think you mean like being in a committed relationship with somebody what is it tell me more about that i don't know i'm afraid of the committed part i would that because that's all i want is a long-term committed thing but i don't know it's like because i'm afraid of him getting angry at me for some reason like Mm. if he gets to know me too much maybe he'll find a reason to not like me i guess i guess that's a common thing like rejection or or whatever like oh my god Do you find that you still feel this way now? Mm, yeah. Like, because with girls, it's so easy. Because I'm like, they can be friends. It's so easy. But with guys, mm-hmm. they can't just be friends. So, or unless they're the, the I've only ever felt comfortable with the husbands and boyfriends of my friends. Because then I know they're safe men. Because obviously they're mm-hmm. with my friends who I trust. And so these are safe men. But when it comes to like a single man that is trying to get to know me, then there's the possibility that... He'll like me, and then he'll like me too much, and I won't. I won't like him back, and then I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like say no. I don't like you, and then I'm gonna hurt his feelings, and then there will be like a blowout or something. But like that, that's not my fault. Like that's what I'm. I'm learning is that this is not my fault. People turn others down all the time, and like, why should I be any different? Like I can't control his his chemicals and hormones and stuff like that. Exactly. But you know what? You still have the right to choose who you allow into your into your life. You know what I mean? And so when I heard you say that, the the first thing I thought about was self-love, you know, mm-hmm. as women, especially because it's so eerie. We are just so similar in so many ways, because for me, the longest time I had a similar issue with dating. Um, but for me, I, I had this fear that, well, not so much as a fear maybe I don't know maybe it is like you I just I thought that men only were after one thing and it was always physical and that also they could try to dominate whatever it is do you know what I mean but I realized that that was you know that's like the traumatic brain speaking that it and I I, I'm not making light of it but there's just there's so many layers underneath that causes to think that way yeah and uh, one time, uh, a friend of mine who's a life coach, uh, I have a lot of life coach friends, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a blessing. She told me, she's like, why don't you start working on developing your self-love? I'm like, that just sounds like pretty words. It's easy to say, but how do you do that? And then she told me, start focusing on your strengths, on what makes you you. And then she's like, hype yourself up every day. And uh, again, it's like with a positive talk, self-talk, I, I tried giving that a shot and I found myself feeling more in power, like more in control of my own choices when it comes to 
um, the opposite sex when it comes to putting myself out there. So I found it useful in the uh, idea of, I mean, there's so much more. I'm not an expert. So, you know, if you do have, like, whether you, Jordan, or anyone else out there listening, you know, it's worth exploring talking to a coach or a psychiatrist or psychologist to help support you with that. Yeah, there's because there's a lot of things I do that are self-love, like uh, as far yeah. as taking care of myself and going for massages and like painting that's my nails every that's now and excellent. then. That's self-care. That's excellent. Yeah. And then I feel like is something missing. But also, too, like I am there's certain things about me that I'm I'm happy. Like people are like, Jordan, you're so blunt all the time. And I'm like, good. But then also sometimes it seems to be a bad thing. And so I don't know. It's like I don't fully like everything about me and. I need to. Okay, let me just say something about bluntness. There's different ways that you can. You're not bitchy when you do it, right? So you just speak. You you you're just speaking your mind. You're not uh, trying to be mean. You know how some people. Yeah, are like, or some I'm people a bitch like to beat around I the bush. Speak my mind. Yeah. Yeah, or, or they sugarcoat things, and I, like the word fat like the other day I was just I was because we were talking we watched Titanic and me and my roommates and and we were looking up how fast would it take you to freeze to death in cold water freezing water and it said 15 to 60 minutes and I was like oh I guess that depends on how fat you are and and they were like Jordan oh my god like you can't just say that and I was like well it's true and that and plus the number of layers you're wearing and stuff but so like that's my bluntness is when I just I don't I use uh. I use like words that mean what they mean and not try to be like well it depends on how many layers of skin you have or something. Well, I mean I think that's just a personal choice. You know what I mean? Uh, like that goes to the idea of what words we can't say and what words are politically correct and whatever. And I understand that completely. But at the same time, you know, we can accept people for where they're at. And if being blunt is how you are, then that's okay, too. Like, there's, like you're not out there being a jerk with people. No, that's my point. You know what I mean? I don't mean? do it on purpose. It's just, for yeah, me, it's but the like, easiest way for to... For example, you're not going to sit there pointing out someone else's negative flaws. No. You're not that kind of a blunt person. I mean, I feel like I know you enough to know you wouldn't do that to no. somebody else. You know what I mean? So Unless um, they ask for it, yeah. Like, yeah, they no, ask but for like, my for opinion. example, yes, if if I can see you being the kind of person, if I said, hey, Jordan, does this dress make me look fat? And you thought it did, you might be like, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. that's okay. But then I'm asking you to tell yeah. me, you know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, we also have to know other people. When some mm-hmm. people are asking it, they don't really want you to tell them, no. you know what I mean? So, yeah, you have to know I the know, person. You have to know the person and how they really are because at the end of the day, we don't want to hurt people. But what I'm saying is, you know, I don't think that's uh, I think that that can be a strength. I think what you have is a strength. I don't think it's necessarily a weakness or something that you should not like about yourself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's where the self-love comes in, which is different from the self-care. So self-love is being able to accept yourself, having the self-awareness to see the things that you aren't working for you and then the strength the inner strength to want to change what isn't working for you that's self-love acceptance awareness acceptance and courage to change what isn't working for you for your sake not for anyone else's sake yeah my cat loves me she's in the booth now and purring she's probably going to come through in the recording I, i don't have the heart to make her move Nope, keep her in there. Studio <laughs> She's buddy. been sleeping the whole time. But okay, so we've talked about sabotaging yourself when it comes to job, like looking for jobs or like anything career wise. Yep. And also dieting and also relationships a little bit. 
Yeah. So that the theme is you can self sabotage yourself in any area of your life. Yeah, maybe you maybe you need a haircut to. and and you're like, well, the haircutters are too expensive. Well, my hair is special. I need a special hair like I don't know. Just go get a haircut. Like you're self sabotaging. Yeah. Okay. And I think the key to any all of this to wrap it up is when you find yourself in patterns that aren't working for you, it's a great the first step to beating any self-sabotage or any behavior you don't enjoy doing, but you find yourself doing is self-awareness. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Having that awareness. And then accepting. It. Yeah, and then accepting that, okay, 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 okay. I notice that I binge eat every time I talk to this person. Out of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. starting to notice your triggers and having that acceptance and then wanting to do something about it. But if you have self-awareness, that's like 80%. Because now you're aware of what isn't working. So yeah, and don't I'm, don't get it. mad. Don't. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's just like equanimity, awareness. Be gentle like, with yourself. Exactly. Oh, I do this. I realize this. Not like oh yeah. my god, I can't believe I do this. I'm so stupid. I suck. Yeah. Yeah. Don't not do that. that. Just be gentle. <laughs> Read the inner game of tennis. I put it on reference on one of the other episodes. <laughs> Oh, okay. nice. Yes, yes, yes. You have mentioned that before. So uh, that's gonna that's on my reading list, too. Yeah, it's a very short book. So thank you. Like the takeaways, yeah, what we just said, awareness and then positive thinking, Acceptance. taking steps yep. to correct the behavior. And it might take months, like Dolly was saying with her story. Or weeks? Was uh, it, what was it for or you? years. But oh. it's, no, no, that's the whole point is it's a lifelong practice at that point. You're never going to be perfect. There's no and such thing as perfect. We're you know? working with you. We're, we are not yeah. perfect with you, and we will continue yeah. to be not perfect the rest of our lives. Let's support each other. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. So We love you guys. Thank you. And you can find us, if you have questions, if you want to share your story, on Twitter, on Instagram, on email, on our website. And yeah. we are available and open to you. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a good day. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information and let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.